Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to continue recapping the 2019 Elite Nationals, um, and we're going to do like a kind of like what we do with Mark, um, but we're going to do women's. And and joining me here is Ali Pusamante. Ali, thank you so much for for hopping on. How are you? I am incredibly nervous, but I'm ready to answer some questions. Yeah, you got quite a few. Um, and before we, you know, before we dive straight into them, uh, I just want to ask, like, how, how are you feeling now that all this is over, um, minus the nervous aspect, but now that women's is done, um, people are talking about how great it went. Um, like just what's, what's your feeling overall with all this being finished? Um, I feel, I feel really great. I really, really great about how the women's division went this year. Um, I feel relief that, that it's over, but um, I feel like it, it was a really solid year. We had a really, we set a really solid standard for how things should be going and, and hopefully they, they just keep getting better. Now, is, it, is this the first time you've ran uh women's division in elite before? Like, or is this your first time or when did this start? This is my first time officially running it. Um, I would, I mean, I, I have a really loud voice, so I always would try to, like, before, I would just try to help move things along, um, and then, like, that just kind of figured itself out, but this is the first year that I was given the task to try to make women, elite women better, and um, so that's what I really wanted to focus on this year. Gotcha, so, and that was one of the questions I had, was just, like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, all the... <laughs> all the stress and all the responsibility of, you know, helping keep lots of people happy and then running a quality event. Um, you said like you said you had a lot of voice, but I mean, was there always a, a desire to help out or like just how did that fall into place? Um, what I, I, I just wanted to make everyone have an experience that they loved. And um, I feel like dodgeball gives people that. Um, a lot of times, um, that's how we all kind of fell into this. But at this level of competition, it can kind of get uh, disorganized. And I, I was asked if I would help out, and I saw an opportunity to um, to make things better. And uh, I thought, you know, I love dodgeball so much, but I mean, I'm getting up there. So I wanted to make sure I could create a space where we can continue to make women's dodgeball thrive and be fun and be competitive and not lose a good sense of camaraderie at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. And judging from some of these questions or statements rather, it sounds like you're, you've done a really good job uh, doing that. And I'm really excited to get into those, but um <laughs> One thing I want to say is like somehow you made stacking holes and, and putting up nets and carrying heavy stuff on uh, Friday night <laughs> at like 12 30 in the morning. So <laughs> you always seem to have like this, uh, this nice cheery, like, I don't know, just positive attitude about you. I thought that was pretty contagious, um, especially since we were you know, working so late, but um, yeah, that, that was where I wanted to, to talk to you. Like, why, why is she doing this? Like, why is anybody doing this? And it's, um, it's good to hear that people want to do it. People want to help out. People want to be part of the, the solution, not the problem. And they want to be that, um, they want to contribute to that change that they want to see. So that that's, that's really awesome. And do you think you'll be doing this next year or is that too soon to, to tell? Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'm just coming off of the, uh, 
<laughs> the tournament. So um, I am still figuring it out for next year, but I wanted to do it this year because it just, it had to be done. Just like the work at 1.30 in the morning, it has to be done. Like there's no point in complaining. You just sometimes just have to do the work because it has to be done. And uh, that's kind of what I, I went with. And if we're going to have to do it, we might as well have a good time. So that's, that's kind of if I'm going to do anything, I better be having the best time while I'm doing it. So if it's running a tournament, it's lugging poles and sandbags and doing CrossFit at 1 a.m. Like, I'm going to have the best time possible doing it whether it's just making everybody laugh or being ridiculous. And I think that's, that makes everything else kind of just fun. So. And like you say that doing CrossFit, because it's some of those, some of those things we're lifting felt like it. Um, but that, that's, that's perfect. I mean, just having that positive attitude, I mean, we all know it sucks, but it's gotta be done. And uh, you seem to be, you're, you're a very contagious person. So I appreciate having you there to, uh, to fight over poles with, but um <laughs> I mean, on top of other things too, like not not just that, but um, well, let, let's uh, let's go ahead and go right into the questions um, and just see where they go. But because um, and and also, if if uh, people that are listening, if they want to hear like you know coolest plays or you know who caught what or who did these things, we'll we'll be covering that in the the actual panel discussions. I'm going to try to get people from each region, so this is going to be more of a high level in case anybody's like not freaking out but just wondering if that's going to come. That will be in a separate episode, so we'll get right into. Uh, the questions and the first one, um, I feel like this really set the tone to the kind of thread I was going to have. So, um, Jake Mason asked, um, how is she so amazing? Why do I love her so much? How does she compel me to give her whatever she wants all the time? And then he put uh, hashtag the people have uh, a right to know. So <laughs> I mean, uh, how are you so amazing? Uh, we already talked about your positive attitude and you're just going to do what needs to be done. But, uh, I mean, is it that simple or, is there more to it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Talk about yourself and how great you are. Okay. Um, just, wow. Um, well, with Jake, let's, like, the man built me, basically. I mean, I'm, I learned what to do and how to run things from him. So he, um, he gave me the opportunity to do uh, to manage a league and I just I've just been absorbing all of his knowledge and what to do and I've been watching him this whole time so I mean he's he's kind of the reason I'm I'm able I'm confident enough to be in this position because he gave me the tools to do that so in essence he's just saying yes to himself so <laughs> nice uh that's nice response. And yeah, Jake is, uh, when you talk about like contagious people, um, Jake is definitely one of those guys you want to just, you never want to let down. You want to make sure that you're giving what you can to them and, and helping them out. Um, and I feel like they've got the best interest of everybody in mind in, in a really positive way. So, um, hope that satisfies your answer, Jake, um, and your hashtag. <laughs> I think it's definitely something people have a right to know. Um, Next question I got was from Whitney Pittman and she said, uh, can you record a motivational speech for me to listen to every day? And then finesse, I think doubled down by sharing a really hilarious gif of SpongeBob saying, I need it. So <laughs> don't have to do it right now, but just, uh, you know, will we ever get that from you? You know, I, when I read that question, I was like, Maybe this is my, 
my market. This is maybe what I need to be doing, like daily affirmations and create an app where I just tell people to attack the day. Um, so thanks for the idea, Whitney. But no, I mean, cool. I, I, don't, I don't know. Join one of my teams and I'll give you a speech if we're down two games. Like, that's <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good deal. Gets, gets to play dodgeball with you and then gets to experience the, the whole the whole, the whole experience of like of you captaining and, and motivating people. And I guess uh, to get some context, maybe um, Winnie went to say that, um, I think she says finesse the dodgeball team everyone needs, everyone needs it. Um, and she said, I got chills when she was giving us the ref pep talk. So do you kind of want to explain that a little bit? Just kind of psyching up the refs and, and like, how, what was that like? If you, if you can recall. Well, I feel like with refing, we can get intimidated by, um, people experience the play itself like you know as a ref you have to go in there strong and confident because you that is there's pressure on that position you know you have to make you have to be strong with your calls and if you believe in them you need to save them you need to trust yourself and I give I want to give refs that pep talk because the, they chose to be a ref they know that instinct they know the rules you know I want them to have the courage to, to, to call those difficult calls, even if they're unpopular because they know they're right. So, um, and I also want them to respect themselves. And, and if people get upset or angry and passionate during their games, like they don't get to disrespect you as a rep. So I always tell refs that a yellow card will um, break the behavior. So if people feel the need to, to you know, get in your face over a call, that's the yellow card. Like, nobody gets to disrespect you because you're a ref. Nobody gets to get in your face because you're a ref. It's a hard position, and it's not a fun one to do, but you also get to be, you know, a strong human being, and yellow cards and standing up for your calls, those are just things that you need to be confident about, and if, if that's the call that needs to be made, then that's the call that needs to be made, and it's unfortunate, like sometimes it doesn't make people happy, but that's dodgeball. Like, and so I want my refs to go out there knowing that I want, I'm backing them up. If they feel like their calls are confident, I want to back them up. I want them to know that I trust them because that's what I've entrusted them with, making these calls. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think you should, uh, you should just maybe address all the refs, uh, not, not just the, the women's division. Like, did you have that talk with the – with the other refs on the other side, with the, with the open division? No, I unfortunately do not. Yeah, I you, was need be in, a little you need to be in like 30 places at once. Um, 29 <laughs> is not going to suffice. <laughs> but that's I'm a, I'm sorry? I don't know. I'm just, oh. <laughs> no, but that's a good point. Like, I, I think, um, I, I remember my first time refing way back in the day, 2005 National Dodgeball League world championships and i was nervous as as, as all all heck and um it, it took understanding what you're kind of talking about like understanding that you're there to help ensure that the game's integrity is intact you're, you're there to help people have a good experience you have a good eye for dodgeball because anytime an organization tries to outsource refs that don't play dodgeball it's never it's never good um so being able to reinforce that to people is pretty awesome and i think um Stephen Whistles, at least on the open side, I think maybe people need to hear that. Um, just understanding the power that they have to, to make sure that dodgeballs run well 
and like you said, like you don't have to put up with, with crap from anybody. Um, especially if you're confident in what you're doing and you're not, uh, you're not, you're not being, um, biased. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that refs put up with, um, still that they don't need to. So reinforcing exactly. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I just, I, I just feel like we can get, I mean, we've all been there. I know I've been there. Like, you know, you get a little heated, you get a little over the top, but that person doesn't deserve my wrath or, you know, your wrath because you don't agree with that. Like in any other scenario, you wouldn't yell at somebody because, well, I guess people do, but <laughs> I guess in my world, I just don't feel the need to yell at people unless I'm trying to, you know, force them to do something. Like ref. Yeah. Especially if it's uh, almost voluntary, like what, <clears throat> I think you make like $40 a, a division or, like it's, 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 yeah, you get some compensation, but for the most part, you're, you're there because you want to volunteer, um, at, at the core. And the last thing you want is a bunch of people yelling at you and making you feel upset or making you, you angry. So. Absolutely. It's another one of those things, like the work needs to be done. Somebody has to do it. And these people have volunteered themselves to do it. So, I mean, it's not fun work. Nobody's like, I can't wait to ref today. Not like one person is like really about that, but it's necessary and it's unfortunate that you know that calls don't go in our favor or you know even if you know you really don't think you got hit or that the ref made the wrong call i mean that ref doesn't want to call you out but they see something they see something nobody wants to do that like <laughs> yeah so like uh i woke up like man i can't wait to uh to call up red baxter and a prestigious call i cannot wait to do this i'm gonna ruin his day <laughs> like i don't yeah. think anybody really does that so that's uh yeah I, that's that's something i hope you know people internalize and you know I've, I've had a few of my little heated moments like oh come on how did they not see that but um most of the time unless somebody wants to call me out um you know rat rash rat you call it uh reason and rationale kind of kicking like yeah i rough i know exactly what this is like just let it go it's nothing in the world um and one bad call is not gonna you know usually not gonna blow the game um yeah, yeah so that's good um I definitely need to be more aware of when you might be giving one of these rest speeches so I can either record it or just witness it myself. Cause that's, that's pretty awesome to have people come in with chills to ref. Like that's <laughs> never thought I hear that. So thank you, uh, Whitney for, for bringing that up. Um, Lucas came at us with a couple of good questions. Um, and I think this is mostly just your opinion, but he said, what are the next steps you'd like to see for the women's divisions, um, both at nationals and regionally? So, about diving too far into, you know, rabbit holes, just kind of like a, what would you like to see happen in the future? Um, first of all, let me just say, Lucas was a big, huge help during foam. And so I want to just thank him for letting me just find him in the crowd and be like, you're taking scores now because I have to go play. And he's like, okay. And he did. And he was great. And he was wonderful. Um, yes. But for um, what I'd like to see is, you know, I feel like, now that we're kind of establishing an environment that is welcoming and um, fun, um, I want, it's kind of one of those things where like, I hope it kind of spreads. You tell your friends about it, they get interested, they want to join. So I'm hoping like a good experience creates new opportunity with new people. So hopefully this, this season, this national people take home, they talk about it and then more women want, to try it. So regionally, I mean, I just hope there's more interest. 
whether it's, um, you know, what I would love to do is I would love to maybe like go to the regions, but I mean, that might be a little too much even for my schedule and my brain and my mind. <laughs> so like, that, like if I had all the time and resources in the world, I would maybe want to like go to each region and kind of like run a round or two and, and, um, and, and see where things are at and kind of get a good grip of it. But I feel like with positive experience, all we can do is grow. Um, you know, that, that's the best way to make more players want to come and play is give everybody a great experience. Nice. Makes sense. And then, I mean, who's going to want to go to a to crappy experience and, and say like, yes, okay. sign me up. I want more of this. Yeah. If you don't have fun, you're like a veteran player won't come back if it's starting to be like just, you know, just a terrible time. Like, nobody wants to spend money to be like upset. So if you make an experience that's really great and good and like worth your while, then other people will want to do it too. Makes too much sense. Um, and I think that, that might actually answer his second question where he says, um, and I don't know if you want to elaborate just a little bit more, uh, but he asks, like, how can players around the country encourage women particip participation in dodgeball? So obviously contributing to a positive experience, um, being willing to just be pulled out of the stance, take scores to help you play so that you can have a good time. But um, as far as like, you know, People that go back to say the South and the North, some of the some of the regions that don't have such a strong, um, you know, women uh, player, um, I guess, audience or, or pool. There you go. Like you can't even like. I mean, yeah, I feel like the North and the South are getting stronger, and I think you can see that. Like you know, Falcon won, and and the South was very strong in the All Star game. You know, it's just deep they are building within themselves and all we need is for people to communicate what they're experiencing, how much fun they're having, what challenges them in this sport because we can draw in people, it can draw in other women who want to experience that as well. So I love it when I see like, you know, like people posting how much fun they have, the camaraderie within teams, just lifting each other up because that support group is what makes this experience so much like just so worth our while. And those are the friendships that people will want to create and, and continue because of what they, this, this one sentence, it, it grows into a whole life. I mean, we're all friends because of dodgeball, but you know, that's not the only thing we talk about. So, it just happens to be this common denominator that brings us all together. And I want more people to talk about it so that more people get drawn into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, just talking about your experience and kind of goes, fills off of what you're saying. You know, give everybody a good experience. So they get, they go home and they talk about it and they want to bring their friends in. Cause I mean, that, that's pretty much how you get into, into dodgeball. I, I think it's very rare that somebody on a whim uh, says I want to play dodgeball, they Google it and then they play. Uh, I'm sure that happens, but most of these players with this such, with this huge tight knit community come because a friend of them, a friend of theirs has been talking about nonstop. So they go check it out and like, Oh wow, this is actually really fun. I mean, that's how we got Katie Evans to play. Not we, but we as a community, like Katie Evans came to play because a friend of hers had been playing indirectly for so long and always talked about it. Katie finally shows up and realizes this is amazing. Fast forward, 
quite a few years and she's, you know, she's at where she's, where she's at and all that was because somebody was having a fun time and they want to share it. So exactly. makes perfect sense. Um, good old Markel Stokes talking about being a, an all around good person. Um, he asked, how was the weekend for you? So just in a nutshell, how was, how was everything? Uh, it, was, it was exhausting. It was work. Um, I didn't realize how much work until I think Friday night when I was like, oh man, <laughs> work. Um, but, you know, the, there's, you know, there were bumps in the road, there were obstacles. I got a couple scores, um, you know, written down wrong, recorded wrong. Like we had to figure it all out. There's always going to be things that kind of, you know, it, it should never, I mean, I granted in a perfect world, everything would run smoothly, but I'm all, I always want to be ready for when those hiccups happen. So I feel like, you know, we were able to fix any problems that came came up and, and get through them. And, you know, I think overall the weekend went really, really well. I was very pleased with it, very proud of it. And um, although it was a little exhausting and very hot, uh, I had a really good time. I really loved seeing everybody. And even though I couldn't really like watch games and sit down and be the fan that I am, I was very happy to create um, a good environment for everyone and keep things moving and getting those rounds in and making sure that we, you know, get a lot of dodgeball during this dodgeball tournament. Yeah, that's really awesome to be able to provide a venue and an environment where people can participate in something that they love so much and it brings them all together and just be like, yeah, without sounding egotistical in any way, it's like, yes, I helped make this happen. It's such a good feeling. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I like what you said about just, you know, yeah, you would like for everything to go perfect. Um, everybody wants that, obviously, you know, everything goes without a hitch, but to have that kind of flexibility built into your mindset where like, yeah, just in case something goes wrong, I'm going to be okay. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. We'll adapt. We'll adjust as needed. We'll pluck Lucas out of the stands if we have to, or we'll, we'll do whatever we need to, to make sure that this works and, and not let that, you know, ruin you or not let that freak you out or, or change your attitude towards everything because that, that's such a, such an important uh, mindset, I think, to just have that flexibility and just understanding that nothing is going to go perfect, especially when you have so many things going on, with so many people. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. Things happen, and I do actually, like, get really hard, like, I get really down on myself when I didn't anticipate that, and a lot of the times the girls are just, you know, have to, like, be like, there's no way you could have known this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of, like, have to be like, ah, oh, why didn't I think 14 steps ahead of this? But um, I think everybody keeps everybody in check, you know, like, they really bring me back up when I, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset, you know, that I didn't prevent uh, something that I there's no way I could have seen like scores written down wrong or you know things of that nature but um, but I, I do I like beat myself up over it and then it, you know it takes um, my friends to just kind of be like you're doing okay like don't worry about that that's we're fixing it it's going to be okay and I'm like all oh, right okay yeah and then I just kind of like get back into it but it does take me a moment to kind of i I find the solution, but I I stay in that like moment of like, ugh, you should have seen it. Even yeah, do, you, do you uh do you look at it like um 
like you said, you beat yourself up over it, but do you also look at it as like learning opportunity? Like, oh, okay, I will make that mistake next year, or I will make that mistake next time. Do you at least? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think in round two, I had made a, a a rule error, and I was able to catch it in time. And so, obviously, that rule error will never happen again because that is committed to memory. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will never relive that fear, terror, and uh, shame that I didn't know that rule perfectly. But, um, like, I mean, can I predict that in two, you know, rounds that somebody's not going to give me the wrong score and I'm going to write it down? No, everybody's human. Everybody messes up. I mean, it's, it's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll know not to beat my, myself up so bad about it because it happens, like, as long as we can fix it, we catch it, captains are checking their scores, you know, that's, that's what I'm, I want to make sure. And I think what I learned from that is now making maybe in the rounds to come, I'll make sure to remind captains to be checking their scores um, so that, you know, the, the immediacy of like, oh, a score was reported wrong will be quick and I, not right now trying to find out, you know, bracket. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's, and the, the cool thing is, like, it's it's the little things. It's like, oh, crap, we don't have an adequate amount of balls, or we did not bring balls, or we told people the wrong venue, or, you know, like, the huge errors that you just, like, it's really hard to recover from, but but minute little things that, as you said, you can you can kind of adjust and, and, and fix on the fly, those will just get better in time, but um, I, always, I always see that as, like, a good sign of, of progress and just, okay, yeah, we, we're not doing the, the major mistakes that's, you know, have been part of larger organizations in the past where we're kind of just doing the, the smaller tweaks and fine tuning that uh, just shows that, yeah, this is becoming much more efficient and better run every year. Or so, but on okay. that note, because um, you, you kind of mentioned score, so Anna Wynn asks, what were some of the biggest challenges in organizing the women's divisions at Elite? So, I don't know if that's kind of the same thing, but like scores is kind of an issue, but did you have anything like major um, impact you or, or, challenging for organizing um, the divisions? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like there's always, for me, it's like I always worry about like the, the pools, like making sure that they're, they're like even so that not like too many of the higher ranking teams are in them. But I mean, that that can't really you can't really predict when a team is going to have a great day and when a team you know isn't so i think that's the only thing i always kind of like think a little bit too much about but um i also kind of like let the let the chips fall as they may sometimes be like okay right. we're going to go with that and let it happen i think that might be something in the future but um Overall, just like this year was just trying to make sure we keep getting courts, we keep getting, you know, the right amount of courts, making sure that we're getting enough play time. Those were the things that I really wanted to address. And every round, I think we kept getting more and more. And so I hope that to continue that trajectory and and keep keep 
keeping us uh, enough. When we get more courts, we get more play time. And that's what I really want to see. I want women to never be below at least four at the round, but definitely at nationals. Having six courts was really, really great. Nice. And hopefully next year we'll, we'll have need for more because of growth and because people are listening to this and, and continuing to talk about their awesome experiences. And, and we see that, but um, definitely hear you on the, the challenge of um, not that I have to do it, but just the challenge of having to making sure that teams get in good pools. It's not too top heavy, but balancing the fact that, Hey, you can't help how teams are going to be, but at the same time, not making the, the mistake that one of the, some of the older guys rag on the NDL so much for is like, okay, cool. It's really awesome that we paid all this money, traveled all the way to Vegas to play against the same teams that we see every single week and, uh, you know, in our yeah. respective areas. So that's, um, it's a different sign that things are on the, on the up and things are improving. It's like just that consideration, just, Hey, we're not going to do that. We're going to let you guys play other regions. Cause we know you want to, you're not going to get to play all of them, but we're going to yeah. do our best. And that's, uh, I mean, what else can you ask for really? Right. Um, Rebecca, uh, Shavel, she asks, um, and totally not going to fall to you if you don't, cause we kind of addressed this in earlier, but do you have any favorite plays that you had the chance to see? <clears throat> um, the worst part is I don't get to watch a lot of the games. Um, I do remember that this is going to sound so like, I had a lot of fun playing Wildlings, and um, we, with Poison, I played with Poison and Foam, and I think that game for me was just, like, super fun. I feel like that was a lot of fun because of, oh, man, I just had fun 17 times. That was, like, a really <laughs> good time because I just felt like that was the culmination of me playing, like, with a team from the South that I don't, like, get to spend a lot of time with, and really got to know that day against the team from the North who I also don't get to play a lot with. I mean, I know a lot of them, uh, like Lauren travels a lot and, and, and I, I get to see, um, you know, a couple of the other North players come to the South like Marjan and Tanya, but, but like there is a good amount of them that I don't know. So that was a really fun game because I didn't really know anybody um, before this tournament very well. And, after that game, I felt like all of my friends were cheering me on. And it just kind of was like this great moment of like, now I have 12 more new friends. <laughs> and it, it just was, um, it, it just kind of was like a really great cherry on top of a great weekend. Cause I also got to play. Nice. I love that too. Like you can always, it's like a, you can almost like set your watch to this. Like you have like a, a national tournament like this and then, friend friend requests increase or friends increase yeah. on Facebook. You're like, yeah, I know you now. Like, this is great. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely a lot of that for me and my end too, just like putting names to faces or faces to names rather. And um, would you say 17 times? You said you said like man 17 times or something or fun? I said fun. I was like, fun. this is a little fun. Come <laughs> on. Oh, no, don't, don't even feel bad. I, I could, if I had a dollar for like every phrase or expression I botched on here, I would I'd probably be able to pay for this other money like i i couldn't even say be a dead horse when i was talking to mark so don't you're fine <laughs> and if you're gonna say a word 17 times fun is way better especially if it's an effort so. speaking of fun um clay austin interesting question he asks what kind of sandwich can i make her um, 
I don't know if that's an inside joke or if he's just a good sandwich maker, but uh, I'm hoping he's a good sandwich maker because um, I was excited about that question. <laughs> I really love a good Cuban and a bear, or a great grilled cheese. How about that? Oh, I don't know how, but I know what I want for dinner now, even though it's 8.30, but um, thank you for that, Clay. Um, I will say, um, if somebody is offering food, take them up on it, because I complained about not having banana bread from, from Dom. It, it was initially a troll, because I'm not even a huge fan of banana bread, and uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like, I finally got some, and it was so dang good. Um, so I'm setting some expectations for you, Clay. Um, when when you do give this sandwich to uh to Allie, it better be better be good. Yeah, Otherwise, I assume that the sandwich in the future. You don't ask that question if you're not gonna do the sandwich. Yeah, you better step up if you're <laughs> things are gonna get real if you're if you're talking like that. Um, you better be ready to deliver. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a fair question, but we'll see what your response is. So Frenchie Wen asks, "Who is her best referee friend ever? Or at least who comes to mind?" Frenchie. He knows that. <laughs> he rescued me in Sin City. We, I always lose my voice in Sin City, like I did this weekend. I'm not usually three octaves this, this deep. But, um, uh, and Frenchie will always count for me because I always lose my voice by like day two and day So he's the best rough buddy ever. I see. So he wasn't really asking that for himself. Yeah, he he wants to let people know. Yeah, he wants to make sure that. Fair. Fair. All right. I see a challenge there. Um, if you and I are roughing, I mean, we're, we're, uh, I almost said pole buddies, but that sounded terrible. We're, we are yeah, CrossFit sandbag. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know we were there. Come on. Told you, I, I botched things so many times. It, it's, it's just what I do. <laughs> But uh, challenge accepted there, Frenchie. Um, now you're <laughs> referring, I will try to not be a statue. I'll start there. <laughs> um, speaking of fun, Brenda Kramer um, says, how many cheddar bunnies is too many cheddar bunnies? So not only do I want to know the answer, but also would like some context if this is another inside joke. Um, <laughs> well, Brenda, obviously there's never enough cheddar bunnies. Um, I feel like this is like you want like some really good payoff, but really like I think it was like Bell's maybe three or four years ago. Brenda was holding this insanely huge box of like Annie's cheddar bunnies. And I was like, that's a big box of cheddar bunnies. And then that's like that's all we just started calling each other that we have like a little secret handshake or like hand motion and now we're like cheddar bunnies for life. That's how quick it gets. A little jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have the big box or something, and I'll call you that, and then we'll. Excellent. I can be part of the, the Cheddar Bunny <laughs> group or your clan. or. Right now, the pack is just too deep with me and her in it. So. That's we'll not see. a pack. That's, that's a no, duo. no, it's a pack. It's a pack. Um, pretty sure it's a pack. <laughs> All right, Brenda, I see you. Brenda and Frenchie. Again, just make me step up my social game. Very well, then. <clears throat> um, speaking of social game, uh, Alexander Claude, he asks, uh, when, well, he doesn't really ask, but uh, I'm just going to go with it. He said, one time, uh, Ali 
they were army pants um, and flip flops. So I went and bought army pants and flip flops. So Jake Mason goes I in and says, this "Combination," but I love the sentence. So I'm I'm a big I'm I love Alex, and I think he was just <laughs> being silly, but. Unless I, maybe one day I did. I don't know. I was drunk a lot in like 2015. So maybe I did. Um, but that was, that was, he's being silly and I love him. So, but if he is out there like sporting the camo with the flip flops, more power to him. You know what? Dedicate the look to me. I'm okay with that. But he can just own any look he wants. He can, yeah. he can wear army pants and flip flops. And but if I inspired that in some weird way, I know that he does it right. But like if he decided to show up on Thursday, like Leo in camo pants and flip flops, I'd be like, okay, I we, see. We, we need pictures. We need to go back to this thread and, and slap the picture of it if he does that. However though, and this is fun for me to read at work because I wear army pants for a living, but uh, <laughs> So uh, I was trying to figure out where we're going with this, but uh, Jake Mason says, that's not a question, Alex. And then Alex says, I heard she does car commercials in Japan. And then Jake says, was totally waiting for that. So I, I put together that you made some kind of car commercial while wearing army pants and flip flops in a Japanese commercial. So was I close or am I just way off? I mean, maybe there's a YouTube video, you don't know. Yeah, I think uh there's none. There's none. No, I don't do commercials in Japan or anything. Dang. dang. Uh, I wasn't that interesting. I just don't You know what's funny is I didn't even like that wasn't the most wild thing to me. I was like, I bet there's <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube video out there of her wearing this stuff selling cars and I, I totally believe it. Like that was not even yeah. uh like a second thought for me, so kinda let down now. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. But if there are any Japanese car companies who would like me to be their spokesperson, I'm into it. So. Just the one chance, like some random person listening, just like, yeah. I, I figured it out. I know exactly who to contact now. Not me. Not know. Never know. Um, so here's an interesting question. Um, I wonder if this is going to be the same too, because Mark has the same question too. But Ryan Johnson says, "How can we make sure? That, can, how can we make the tournaments more efficient to avoid cutting rounds?" I will say though, um, I might have to go back and see how it was phrased because the way Ryan phrases it, it's like, "How can we own this and make it better?" Versus, "How can it be better?" So, super kudos to Ryan for phrasing it that way and just understanding it's it's on us to do anything better. So, uh, yeah, Honestly, what, what can they do? I am just like the loud voice on, you know, at the, at, on the microphone. Like I, I tell the girls where to go, but everybody helps. Absolutely. Everybody helps. Like when on Sunday, when I came in with no voice, like I told the captains, I don't have a lot of voice. So if you guys could help me get everybody on there, on their courts, get the rep, if you're a ref, get on your court. Like it can it ran efficiently without me having to yell because we all were keeping each other going. So I think as long as that example continues, as long as that pattern continues of, you know, know your schedule, know where you need to be, show up on your courts, we won't, you know, that'll be, that will lead to us less likely to having to cut rounds, us less likely to, you know, being to running out of time before we have to go in elimination because we run everything smoother, we get to our courts in time, then we play more dodgeball. Nice. 
and I absolutely could not do like like I said I just have the loud voice but everybody helps me everybody moves everybody gets on their court and it wouldn't work it wouldn't work if it was just me yelling it works because people know where they're supposed to go reps get to their courts in time get everybody where they need to be it's it's always a team effort when we're all helping each other out that's awesome so the team aspect goes beyond the actual game itself it's we're all gonna do our small part of just hey i gotta be here right this time with my team i gotta be here ready to ref and that's what gives you guys more more rounds absolutely everybody like the whole thing we are team women (laughs) in the side of the on the side of the court we have to make sure everybody's in their spots playing the positions you know Yeah, to be fair, I mean, there, there are definitely some captains on the open side that are doing their best to, to herd the cats to get everybody to where they need to be so they, because they understand, like, if we're not here when we're supposed to be, we're going to eat into our playing time. But, um, man, if everyone did that, um, that, that would be a pretty efficiently run tournament. We'd get more rounds. But it sounds like you guys are – you guys get it. And um, I guess to answer, yeah, to, to reiterate – an answer for Ryan, just yeah, keep doing what you're doing, just keep being awesome and keep uh keep that team um aspect um that we're all here to make this a better event. Um and it can be something as simple as I just need to be there where, where I need to be at the right time. Um well speaking of loud voices, um as you put it, um Kathleen Martinez says, Are you a mom or a teacher? And where did you get your perf- where did you get your get your act together voice? So how did that come to be? <laughs> um, I'm not a mom or a teacher. Um, I uh, I was a color guard captain in high school in Texas. I'm from mm-hmm. Texas. So um, I did a lot of, like, yelling and counting very loudly. <laughs> and because I, and I was a captain, so it was kind of like that's where I learned kind of how to mm-hmm. – Captain things. <laughs> like project and your voice. And talk and project and, and kind of figured out how people react to different tones and how people don't react to certain tones. And so, um, and then it just kind of trickled on into being a league manager here in Weehawk and being a captain. And any team I've been a captain on, you just have to learn how to talk to people in a way that you wouldn't mind being talked to, but also in a way that gets them to want to move faster, go to that court, do what they need to be doing, or help you out because I need them to do that. It's <laughs> a good point because I mean, uh, so I, I respond to being yelled at, but that's just what I've been conditioned to 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 work with and. Um, being in the military, it's, it's hard for me to actually yell at people because I, I agree. Like you, you want to talk to somebody the way you expect to be talked to. And just because you can yell doesn't necessarily mean you have to. And it certainly doesn't mean you're going to be the most efficient at getting people mm-hmm. to do things for you. It could be something as simple as just treating somebody with respect. And as you said, just, you know, just being somebody that kind of just helps them see the bigger picture. Um, and you can get so much more done, uh, like that, uh, or with that versus, uh, you know, just being a dictator with a, with a megaphone. Um, how did how did that come to be? That just come to be from your experience with color guard, or you just 
someone that has really good perception and just realizes, Hey, I just kind of want to be treated the way, or I want to treat others the way I want to be treated or kind of, how did that come to be? I, I, I think I just kind of figured that one out on my own because I, I, because I was in color guard, I also had like instructors. Some of them were very strict. Some of them were very like nonchalant and like, that both didn't work like being too casual and being too too like whatever happens happens is doesn't really isn't very effective but also being so like loud and strict and like aggressive isn't effective it it's got to be this line of like I see you I respect you but I need you to do what I'm asking you to do and if you see me and respect me then please do that like, I don't know. It's kind of like if I if I could do it, I would, but I can't. Right? So I need you to do it for me. And and this is how we continue forward. Like, the work's got to be done. And I just want to express that in my voice and in my tone because the work has to be done. If they don't do it, then I have to find somebody else who does. And yelling is just never fun. Like, for me, I don't respond to yelling. I It only makes the entire atmosphere more aggressive and we're already playing a, like basically a combative sport so adding yelling for the sake of just yelling it's not necessary so yeah and like some, some gasoline on the fire just doesn't need yeah. to happen you guys are already you guys are throwing stuff at each other exactly okay i don't need that i can just talk we're all grown-ups most of us. <laughs> I was gonna say we, we like to think so. Uh, some of us still have some growing up to do. Um, there are still some very like <laughs> young players, though. Like I met, I forget her name, but she's from the south, I think, or maybe she's from the north, and she's like 18 years old. She's like 18 years old. Like that's so young. <laughs> Got the whole whole yeah. life ahead of them. <laughs> oh man. When did you uh when did you get into the dodgeball scene? I got in late. I got in when I was like in my late twenties. Oh, I meant like what year? And, and like two thousand and like two thousand ten, I think. Okay. Two thousand ten, two thousand nine, maybe. Actually I think it's a decade now. If not more. Wow. I just realized that. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I wasn't trying to go for that, um, which makes you feel any better. Um, I've got 15 years in since 2004, so, but what I'm saying is like, you know, my entry, what's that? No, I said you're way older, that's right. No. There you go, yeah, I'll, at my expense, I hope you feel for, the, for, for that, but um, no, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, for me, the height of dodgeball when I entered was the National Dodgeball League Dodgeball World Championship and Convention in 2005. And it was, to its credit, not, not bad. Um, but to watch that develop and, and see how far it's come now, it's great. Um, it's been quite a ride. But to be able to be 18 years old and your first dodgeball experience, major one is this, where we're, it's so polished. You've got the um, USA Dodgeball. We've got the BDBF. We've got Elite Dodgeball. We've got all this stuff happening with people like you that are just running this out of, out of passion and efficiency and with a good um, – just, just like a good collection of people, like that's that's incredible to to be welcomed into versus um, what some of us have have been introduced to. So, must be nice. I mean <laughs> that in a good way too. I went to two NDL tournaments. 
I believe, with um, Cunning Stunt was my women's team name. And I think I met I met a ton of East players that um, like Katie, Karen, and uh, oh gosh, now I'm like blanking on a bunch of them. But I met Katie Karen's when I played NDL back then. And then like 10 years later, I saw her at like, uh, at Worlds. And I was like, oh my God, we're, we're here. Met you seven years ago. It's like, you yeah, haven't been lost. Like you're still here, this is great. That's a good feeling. Um, I had that similar experience too with, uh, with Ashley uh, Tyree. I knew her as Ashley Cook with the uh, Oregon State. Um, Beavers way back in the day. So seeing her out there again was awesome. Seeing her talk to Mason, uh, one of the guys been playing dodgeball with since the beginning was awesome. It's like we've known each other for like 15 years. This is crazy. Yeah. All because of dodgeball. But, um, yeah, these dodgeball friendships are just spanning, you know, almost a decade now. And like, that's a really beautiful thing. Definitely is. Um, I think that's all I have. I, I did want to ask um, if you had any shout outs of your own and, and by no means do to expect you to be able to get everybody because usually this, this will happen all the time. Like people will say stuff like, Oh man, a day later I just realized I forgot this, but um, just kind of off the top of your head. Um, is there anybody that you wanted to give a shout out to or any team or anything like, not like last words, but just that you wanted to, to air out before we wrap this up. I do want to give a shout out to pop that. To my understanding, it was their last elite, and um, they they have been the fiercest competitors. The you know a group of friends that I have played against for basically my entire dodgeball career. So um, I I love that you went out on top, and I'm so proud of you. And and I I hope you still some faction of you comes back where. I see you guys on other teams or whatever, maybe, but the friendship doesn't end just because pop that is no longer a elite team. But uh, thank you for playing and thank you for being who you are. And I can't wait to see what the future brings for all of you. Yeah. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's at the end of an era, almost. Like, yeah. huh, it's like, I didn't even realize when they were like, when they, I thought they were just overcome with emotion because they had won. But um, after reading Brittany's post, I, I and asked her, I was like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, that was the last time we were playing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Wow. And, and it's just that that excellence, that top tier that 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 they set throughout their entire time they were there. It's just incredible. Good for them. Yeah. And, and to go out on top, that's no better way to do it than, than that. No better way to do it. Yeah, that's why they're good. I tip my hat to you. My goodness, what a great way. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's why they're playing so so freaking fiercely. Like, um, so I watched Pop That against um, Finesse, and they they no offense to Finesse, I know that they had some issues, uh, especially with Paige going down, but. Um, like they, they made sure work of them. It, it was like, you could tell Pop that was on a mission. And uh, maybe that makes more sense now. It was just that they, that was their last hurrah. And uh, they were going to make it count. Mm -hmm. Boy, did they. Because I think they won like eight straight games in a row to, to seize the championship. So, actually, I, yeah. I don't know. If, did Ryder Dye uh, take any on them? Do you know? Do you remember? 
I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe they did. I, I'm starting to, it's a blur, but um, I might have to pull the footage and find out. If they did, I'm sorry. But it, yeah, it looked like, um, I mean, Pop That was just, it, it was some really intense dodgeball to watch. And there was a time where me and Mason were watching and um, we're like, yeah, it's probably not good for us to stand here on the back line because we're going to get lit up. And sure enough, um, we got hit by Dang. a couple straight balls. And we're like, yeah, let's move. <laughs> this isn't worth it. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good game. But um, dang, I wonder who else is going to retire. But you know, that might I might save that for maybe a separate shout out or segment because um, I, I did see some retirement posts from players. But um, yeah, I think we'll we'll move on to uh, any other shout outs you have. What's up? Um, I wanted. I mean, I'm really glad I got to play with Poison at home. So I want to say thank you to those girls for letting me play with them. Um, I know it wasn't under the best circumstances, but um, I'm glad I got to to get to know them on that court and off of it. Um, I want to thank Katrina for she gave me her jersey, um, and I was just was not expecting that, and it was a really beautiful uh, moment and one that I won't forget. And um, it it just kind of happened where you know they were trying they had. I guess had discussed how to get it to me and I just happened to turn down the hallway right as um, uh, Bridget was coming out of the room and I was like, oh, there she is. And, and it's just like this really great moment. So thank you to all the girls of Poison. Um, uh, I, I, I wanted to thank every single one of my refs. Um, they, they do everything. Uh, they do it and they put up with a lot and, and I couldn't do any of this without them. And my captains do, they help. Everybody helps. This isn't just, this isn't just me. It's just, it, it's just everybody, I couldn't do an absolutely any of it. One person was like, no, that I'm, I'm so sorry. No worries. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to do it. And it, 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 it ruins all the, it ruins all the cogs. Like we all move together. We all function together. We all play together. And we all make this a better experience together. So I just thank every single one of those girls because I'm doing this for them and, and they help me out and I see that. Awesome. Sorry, I know you wanted to be like, oh, and Lucas, because like, my God, I just clutched him out of the audience. And like, <laughs> so you're you there, come help me. Yeah, I was like, you here, take this fiber and a pen and now do all of this. And, he was amazing. He was really, really, really helpful and, and very understanding. He knew exactly what was happening. Just like, go, oh, do what you need to do. So there's my shout out. For sure. And um, yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, I really love everybody who was breaking down those gyms and putting them together that Friday night. That was something I will never forget. And it was more memorable and fun because of everybody who was up there. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> was, uh, definitely be more aware of that um, next year and start earlier. That way I'm not coming in so late into the game and just understand, hey, I might not, I might not sleep as much, but uh, there's no way I can't be playing dodgeball with good conscience knowing that uh, people are throwing around uh, sandbags. But um, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, for most people, they can show too late. They can play and then go about their, their merry way, and, and that's fine. Um, but for people that want to help out, like I want to be there right there when they're with them and 
I realized that um, last night or not last night, the last night when we were there, it was just like, you know, this is a, <clears throat> this kind of reminds me of, you know, when I'm out in the field, like we're all out in the situation that we don't really want to be in, but we have to be there and we just make the best of it and just playing little games like, Hey, I'm going to set up my pulse before Allie does. And I'm going to steal her, <laughs> her bin. Um, it's those little games you play that just kind of makes and builds that camaraderie and makes that uh, crappy situation that much better. So a very Absolutely. weird, good memory from, from that. Um, I'll always have. I was delirious at the end of that night. Yeah. And I think I even said like, oh crap. Or no, was it me or Mark? Somebody said, Allie's delirious. It's time to go home. Like we're done. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't even know what you're doing. I think you're like swinging poles around and spinning and just like saying, yeah, like you're just having too much fun. <laughs> Like, these okay. are all things that possibly be true. Like, <laughs> I just was like, wait, are we really doing all of this right now, or should we actually get to sleep? Like, I, I didn't like was the voice of reason. It was like, <laughs> now one o'clock. Are we doing this, or are we not? Because I need to know. I think, uh, I think the craziest part um, was that. If I think we're, we would have been willing to finish it. I think even like, and I said this when I was talking to Mark, like I think some people actually had to be kicked out. Like, okay, no, we are done. We are, we're going home. We'll figure, we'll figure this out tomorrow. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the most awesome, not so awesome experience I've had in dodgeball to date. Um, <laughs> you know, it was great. And uh, hopefully next year it's not as bad, but if it is, uh, I'll be there. And um, I wanted to say, um, one of the things I've been hearing a lot with the West um, recaps um, in parts one, two, and three was you got shouted out a lot. So people were saying you were doing an awesome job. And so when I saw that you were running women's, um, I was like, oh, right, she owes me. So I'm totally going to get a recap with her now. And this is going to be a good one. But also it's like it's in, it's in great hands. Like from what I've heard, um, women's is probably going to be very well run. I'm glad I was able to steal away from the booth a little bit to watch the, the final couple of matches. But, um, I mean – like it, it was great. And like, you didn't look stressed out. Uh, people were there playing dodgeball. I mean, it was like, I'm not going to say it's like a world difference between the open uh, environment to, to the women's, but it seemed like a pretty smooth transition from just a great event. And um, it's, it's great that we have people like you that are willing to do that. So, you know, thank you for, for being willing to, to do it. I, I know I opened this podcast episode, like, why would you do that to yourself? But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you are. It's uh it's a, it's a huge thing to do, so it's it's well appreciated. Thank you, and and the girls they've they've been so nice, and they've been so kind to me, and they've given me those accolades, and got me a card, and they got me a gift card, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and I hope um, they know that uh, I do this for them. I do this because dodgeball needs to be a safe place where everybody can come and everybody can play, and in that's what we want to create for for elite women's dodgeball. Is just let's let's be competitive, let's be um, athletes, and just but also like keep things moving, keep things growing, keep things good. Awesome. So you get a gift card, you get accolades, you get thanks, and then Mark gets a, a beer bottle thrown at him. I think. Uh, <laughs> This is this is a couple of years ago, but uh, obviously that didn't happen this year. But uh, I'm just saying, like, 
I mean, maybe in four years I'll get a beer bottle thrown at me. You never know. <laughs> I hope not. Um, definitely do not want to put that out there in the universe. So, no, that will not happen. I'm a really great catcher, so it's okay. Yeah, it, it'll be a, a beer of your choice. It'll be, a, you know, a, a nice little chuck. Like, hey, Allie, shocking this with me, and you know, yeah. it'll be a good memory. Not, uh... <laughs> or it'll hit me in the head, and I won't remember it at all. That the work too, and we'll just lie. We'll say, yeah, you totally caught it, shotgunned it, and you know, blacked out because you were just tired. So yeah, okay. We'll spin it. Um, last question: um, Are you team pizza or team taco? If you had to choose between the two. Oh my god! Wow, I didn't see that one. I had to throw that. I had to throw that curveball at you. I literally gasped and grabbed my keys. <laughs> I was like, "What? How dare you do this to me?" Oh. Okay, wow. Okay, so I have to make a choice. I'm already sweating. This is <laughs> like, I want to be like nice and be like, I'm team everything. But at the end of the day, I'm team pizza. Yes. <laughs> yes, I win. I don't care, Sean. I win. I don't care if, you, if Team Taco has more. I win. Um, that is refreshing. But they're both delicious. Do not get me wrong. I love tacos. Like, yeah. I mean, I love tacos. I really do. I just also really love pizza. I mean, pizza, man. Sorry. So good. Sorry. So good. Sorry, tacos. I, I don't think I've ever, I mean, it's rare that I would ever run into a pizza I never liked. Like, even. Yeah, just pizza's, yeah. pizza's all the way, man. It's just so good. Even cold, like, I mean, I don't want to, but you could. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, I guess, I mean, love a good taco. But I like pizza's pretty, pretty solid. Pizza's where it's at. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all I have. I mean, I, I try to keep this within... Half an hour to four or five minutes. We're just creeping past the hour mark, but um, no, really, I knew I was talking too much. You have oh, to these, so these things. Don't worry; these things will go like an hour and a half, two hours. You're you're totally fine. So, edit get... out all the the ridiculous stuff. Absolutely, and cut it down to like fifteen minutes. Just yes, no answers. The uh, <laughs> just uh, just fast forward to the Markel. How was your weekend? It was good, and then that's it. Just, yeah. that was all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I mean, there was one f bomb. This is going to be the easiest thing in the world. Oh, edit, no. so thank you for I'm that. I'm so sorry. Do not be. It's it's. Uh, I've got literally four edits. This will be a piece of cake. So <laughs> yeah. With with that being said, I think we'll uh, we'll stop the interview there. Alrighty, so that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball 2019 Nationals from Ellie Bustamante's perspective. Um, I am so sorry that the quality was so bad. Um, I don't know what happened, but Adobe Audition decided that it wanted to give me the spinny wheel of death. And after watching it spin for about six hours, I finally gave up um, and just, just cut my loss. Um, the only saving grace was the fact that uh, the platform that I use, uh, Zoom, uh, does record the conversations as well, which would explain why Ali still sounds pretty good and why I sound like I'm 30 yards away. Um, so I'm very sorry about that, but I, I could not not air it. Um, I feel like the conversation that took place was very, 
very well done and uh, provided a lot of great insight from Ali's perspective and just had to be aired, even though it's uh, definitely below my, my standard for, for my listeners and, and for my guests. So um, just wanted to get that out of the way, but I um, hope you enjoyed it regardless. Um, thank you so much for all the questions that were submitted and all the, uh, the praise and, uh, and appreciation that was directed towards Ali. Um, people that run these events, um, it is incredible what they go through and what they're willing to put on their shoulders. And I think when they receive uh, accolades and, and gratitude like that, just just helps make uh, makes them go further. So anyway, uh, if you're still listening, um, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the subsequent um, recaps that will continue to come out for the, over the next uh, couple of days. So have a great uh, rest of your evening, great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, get the timestamp. Don't make me look like a fool, all right? <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll, I'll do that to myself, though. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs>